Welcome to the Better Than Healthy podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Brathman. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. I hope you're having a great start to your week so far. I'm just coming off of a week of doing a lot of housework and staining our deck, doing all these things. And it was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun too, but I'm excited to be back to recording this podcast episode for you. And today's topic that I want to go over is one could be not the most popular of topics for many people who follow intuitive eating because this is kind of the opposite I see a lot of times. And maybe that's more so through people when I see them on social media or something like that versus, or even in like Facebook groups when I'm in those, is more of this mentality of breaking down and taking down diet culture versus what we're talking about in this episode of forgiving diet culture. And yes, there is a side to this discussion of if there is something like bringing awareness to it, whether that is comments from other people that aren't the most useful when it comes to commenting on other people's bodies or their food intake, all these different things. But that can become such a point of focus or a point of focus of kind of trying to attack the dieting and health culture that exists. I personally don't find that useful or helpful for myself or for the effect that it's trying to create. Because if we're coming from a place of you're wrong, this thing is harmful, like this is terrible, this is a horrible thing to do, how could you say this to somebody? And the other person perceiving that is like, oh, this person is attacking me and my viewpoints and all I'm trying to do is help people. Because that's one of the things that I firmly believe is that so many people, when they are giving these tips and these pointers to be healthy, it's from this place of wanting to help people. And you know, I can even speak this from personal experience because in my time before I found intuitive eating personally, I gave a lot of the tips that I talk about now as not providing the effect that I thought they were of like, oh, I keep the temptation out of the house. Don't allow yourself to have it. And then you won't be tempted and then you won't like mess up your diet. Like all these helpful tips that seem like they're productive to helping to reduce overeating and obesity and all these things that I were taught and believed were harmful. I talked about so many of those things. And I know when I was doing that, that it was truly from this place of wanting to help people be healthy and wanting to help them like have an amazing quality of life, having helping them have a good life where they felt good physically. And I didn't fully understand the picture of that because And at that time too, I also believed if people were healthier that they would be happier, which is not like they're not a connected thing. It's in knowing that experience and the attentions that I have and not necessarily at the time considering like that the effect of them could be different than what I 
was told and taught and believed would be the effect of them. So knowing that, it's like, I know there are good intentions behind it and these intentions just to help people. So even if like the methods are flawed, knowing now in my experience now with what I experienced when dieting and the effects of that with like increasing overeating and really making my health health worse is that now I can look back on that with a lot of like compassion. They're like, there's no ill intentions, no ill will. And I choose to believe that that's how it is for everyone. That of course, there's probably some people out there who are just trying to like take advantage any of that. Like, of course, that's going to exist in the world, but that's not where I want to put my energy and focus. And what I would rather spend my time focusing on and believing is that there is good intentions there. And because that brings a lot more peace to me. And when it comes to forgiving and forgiveness with diet culture, it's this piece that's for you. Because forgiveness isn't necessarily about the other person or the culture or the movement or those experiences. Like it's not about them. If you have a hard time with like thinking about forgiving this thing that you perceive to have harmed you, it's about yourself. It's about creating a different experience for yourself when it comes to this forgiveness, because it's not saying like, oh, I agree that that thing you were doing was right. It's like releasing your own tension around it because we can hold on to a lot of tension and anger. And if we're experiencing anger towards diet culture, give yourself time to be with that and to process that and to have that experience. But I also want to invite you to consider the other side of once you've been with that and processed that and sat with it of releasing that anger with forgiveness. Because when we can do that, that's when we can truly release those past things because one of the intentions I have for myself and for my clients, and obviously I'm a little bit more involved with it because I continue to teach on these different topics and the sides of it, but is bringing food and health to this place of normalcy where we normalize not struggling with it, where we normalize not fighting. And because that's what a lot of dieting felt like for me was I was fighting with myself was fighting with the side of me that was weak and had no willpower and might mess it up or might create bad health for myself. And the side that celebrated changes in weight and celebrated those behaviors in other people and in myself. And then inside of me that just was miserable and hated it and wanted to be perceived as being healthy and good and successful. And so it was this constant battle where it's like, if we can release that fight, because there was a time where I felt really angry towards diet culture, where it's like, oh, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe we're teaching this. Like, so harmful. We're so bad. Like, all of that, it felt like more of the same struggle, just a different context to it. And that was not the experience I decided I wanted to continue to have. And because it just kept me entwined with it versus allowing me to move past and through to a place where like food is just food. Food is normal. You can have what you want when you want. It's not something you have to focus on. It's not something you have to think about. And having, being able to reach that intentional place of like what I want with like my program is to go back to a place of just food, just being food of like not having to think about it, not having to struggle with it. Cause I remember 
around the time of like one of my diets, like my grandma being like, I don't know, we never had to do this when I was growing up. Being able to be in that place where it's like, it's just not even something we have to think about would be ideal of just like, we just focusing on the things that make us feel our best, the things that are self-care for us and help us to feel our best. If we can just put the emphasis on that and continue to grow that versus the comparing and all of these things that are somewhat things that our brain just wants to do because it's just like part of how it evolved in the nature of it, of like wanting to do those comparisons or to look out for danger and things that could be harmful is switching to more of that focus. I'm like, I don't have to protect from this thing. And it brings so much more ease and lessens the stress. And that's where forgiveness can really come in because if we can forgive and release that stress and that strain and that anger that we have towards those habits that we had adopted, like we can release all of that energy from our life. Obviously we can't fully release like anger and stress, right? But we're still going to have that. But through this area, we can stop recreating it for ourselves. And I know some people could be thinking like, oh, if I'm not speaking out against or acting against or maintaining that anger towards it, then it won't be something that I can change. But the truth is we can never change somebody else's opinion. We can't force somebody to change a belief that they're not ready to change. And if we were to try to like force somebody to be like, oh no, you can't eat this way. You need to eat intuitively. This way is harmful. This way is bad. That's the exact same thing that they are believing at that point is that intuitive eating is bad. That eating whatever you want is bad. That that's not something you should do. That it's not healthy. Like that's the wrong way to eat. You should eat it this way. It's the exact same thing. The ideas are just flipped. It's just like my way is right, your way is wrong, or the other way around of like them believing their way is right and then your way is wrong. And if you don't want that experience of that person being like, oh, you're wrong, that's wrong, that's a wrong way to eat, don't do that, then don't force that experience on somebody else, which is easier said than done. Especially if you see somebody, you're like, oh, I know how much you're struggling because I was there and I want you to change it. But people only change the beliefs that they're ready to face because it's not comfortable to change our beliefs. That's where we can't force change when people aren't ready for it. And I think one of the best ways to change something is just to live the way that you want to live. And people become curious about that if they see it being done in a way that is so useful and nice and full of more abundance versus that way. And then that brings more curiosity to it and allows people to explore at their own pace versus somebody trying to force an idea on them. And so I don't even think that that approach of trying to attack diet culture works because it just brings up more defensiveness. Just like if somebody tries to attack the way you're doing something, it brings up more defensiveness. And that's another reason why I bring in the forgiveness because a part of that too is like, yes, helping other people, but you want your experience is the, like your experience is the only experience you experience. (laughs) And so if you're focused on changing somebody else's experience, you're missing your experience and you're not even focused on that because if somebody experiences it a different way, you're still only experiencing what you experience. So why try to force somebody else to change? And it only is because then you think it'll help you feel a different way because you're like, oh, they feel better. I won't feel bad that they're feeling bad. 
and then I can feel good. Like we can get wrapped up in the people pleasing and trying to change somebody else, thinking that that'll be best for them when we can really redirect to ourselves more fully. The other place that I try to bring forgiveness to is because some of that can be broad of like forgiving our experience that we had from diet culture in general. But if we have people around us who make comments that we can tell are influenced by diet culture is bringing in that piece of forgiveness of just like, they're just making that comment because they're believing this thing. Like it's just a reflection of their beliefs, but like what I know is true for me. And then we get to decide that and then focus and lean into that of like, what is true for yourself? And one of the exercises I learned that I really enjoy is bringing in both elements of forgiveness and what you want to believe. So it couldn't look like bringing in like a belief that you adopted from culture that you don't want to believe anymore. And then afterwards enforcing what you want to believe. So let's use the example I brought up earlier of like, you can't keep unhealthy foods in the house because you'll overeat them. You can't trust yourself around them. So if we use that one with this exercise, it could sound something like, I forgive myself for taking on the misbelief that I can't trust myself around these foods. And I know that what I want to believe and what I choose to believe and what's true for me is that I can trust myself around any food. There aren't certain foods that I lose control around. I can trust myself around all foods. And you can even say that one of like, I forgive myself for taking on the belief that I can't trust myself around food and that I will give into temptation. And I know that my truth is that I can trust myself to be around all foods. Or you can list a specific food. Like if you have a problem food, it's like, I know I can trust myself around this food. And, or it can be like, I forgive myself for taking on the misbelief. Some bodies or some features are bad. And I know that my truth is that all bodies are unique and all are worthy of respect and love. And you can continue playing with, I'm just going to give those two examples of where you can start to see the beliefs that you have taken on. And I mean, beliefs are just something that we practice a lot and then it just feels true. And we can then challenge those and decide if there's something else that we truly want to believe instead. Because when I talk about diet culture a lot, it's like there are facts and data and that information, but then there is how people interpreted that data and from there starts to be the beliefs that come in because I mean, somebody could take a study that shows how a following a vegan diet is the best thing for your health. And then they start to pass on their belief from that data about how this is the best way to eat. And then you could have somebody else who has a study and research and data around how a carnivore diet, meaning you're only eating like meat and eggs, like that type of food, and how that's the best thing for your health, because there are studies and data around both. But health really isn't black and white, and there is no one approach that works for everybody. So those people who rely on that data and like that information then have established beliefs from that data. And that's where we start to take on beliefs is people 
doing this or some people with anecdotal information where they just have an idea and then they come up with this crazy diet and they try it and then they promote it. Those people are just passing on beliefs about it and they might share facts and may share data, but the majority of what we're taking on is a belief. And then those are things that we can question and decide how we want to approach it and which way is best for ourselves. And if you're not in a place at this point in time where you even want to consider forgiving diet culture, then you don't have to. You don't have to do any of it. It's just something to consider and think about of like, how is not forgiving this impacting me in my life? Because it could be that it's having a negative impact that is affecting you that you don't want to continue eventually, but still, of course, processing and working through any anger, any emotions, any of that that you have there in making sure that you're ready for this step because you don't want to try to force yourself to it and then not deal with and process the anger or sadness or whatever it is there and making sure you're bringing that forgiveness to yourself as well. Cause that's why those forgiveness statements are about forgiving ourselves. Like you can also do like, Oh, I forgive that experience and take external, but it really is about how it's impacting your experience. All right. That's this week's episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Than Healthy podcast. If you want to learn to trust yourself around food so you can stop overeating and feel more comfortable in your body, I want to invite you to join my coaching program. Come visit me at foodpeacenutrition.com to learn more.